Hello, Basecamp. Welcome to week eight of this program. We find ourselves at a very weird and historical time. As I'm recording this, we are two weeks into um, a pretty significant crisis with the coronavirus and its impact on our country and our world. And uh, while I'm recording this podcast, um, on March 22nd, 2020. It may make for some interesting listening six months from now or a year from now. Um, We're carrying on because one of the most important things that a human being can do is to run. And if you're at this point in time in the program, you hopefully have found a groove and your life is benefited greatly from your running habit. And uh, it is my suggestion, no matter what your circumstances, no matter how much of a lockdown there is in our world, that we have the ability to continue to move through space and to do it through running. So we carry on. Some key housekeeping items to get started. Number one, finding your ground. Again, as the publishing of this week's episode, we've seen our whole world get upended and impacted by the coronavirus. The impact on our lives is unavoidable. It's a scary time in the world, and we must recognize it. And I hope everyone who is on week seven and beginning March 23rd, week eight, I hope that you are found your feet. I hope that you can find your ground. Being consistent with your running in times of stress is the most important thing you can do. Of course, some of you are in places where running is very challenging. I hope you have access to some form of physical exercise. If you have a treadmill, all of these sessions can be easily adapted. And I'm here to help you make any adjustments to the program if you need them or if you need any special instructions. You can just send me an email at sisson at Telos Running. Find your ground. Find the place under your feet where you can manage and breathe and live in a healthy and strong way. One of the key components of any solid and consistent training program is the development of of resilience. Eight weeks into this program, you all are resilient. You can use the lessons you've learned already from this program to help you benefit help benefit you in the rest of your life. But you need to let stress dictate your training. I know for some of you the stress of the last two weeks has been extremely challenging. While I know you are safe to do these sessions from a health perspective, you are encouraged to just run easy for the coming weeks if the quality workouts are untenable. Hills can e- hills like we're doing this week can easily just turn into an easy run. Or you can do them as described below, or you can repeat any workout from the first seven weeks of the program if that works better for your schedule. Just keep running if at all possible. It's so important that you continue to use running as a stress release. It is a huge difference maker. If there's enough interest, I would be happy to have a video call for this group in the coming week or two. If you're interested, please post on the Facebook page, and I'll work on finding a day and a time for that. All right, on to the training details. This week's quality 
Hill repeats again. We did our first session of Hill work of Hill repeats in week four on the worksheet. There's a link to the f- week four worksheet and podcast episode for your review. You can return to the same hill that you used in that session, or you can choose a new hill. You can set up a hill on a treadmill, and if anyone needs help in determining on how to do this, post on the Facebook page and I'll make some recommendations. Again, we're doing hill repeats. As a reminder, that means you're running up to the top of the hill and then walking or jogging back down the hill to do a few repetitions. You simply run to the top and walk back down. Now, in this week, that's what we did in week four. In this week, we're going to work harder on the hill. So you're still going to run to the top of the hill, but I want you to run with greater effort, a greater speed. And I want you to learn how to adjust and adapt your level of breathing and the amount of stress based on how steep the hill is and you knowing where the top of the hill is. This, these hills are simple, but they should not be easy. We'll do a warm-up of one to two miles before you get to your hill and then do a one to two mile cool down after. As a reminder on these, relax. Keep running, but if you have to slow down, you can slow down. If you can't keep running for whatever reason, whether you went too fast or your hill is too steep, you can walk to the top. A reminder to stay relaxed. We are trying to run faster up the hill this time. And so this is the new extension or the new difficulty level added to this particular session. Keep your face and your neck and your shoulders relaxed, just like we did on the strides and just as we've done on the speed economy sessions. You want to try to keep as loose and as smooth as possible. Don't lean too far forward. Don't lean too far backwards. Just try to keep your normal running mechanics. Again, even though you're running harder up to the top of the hill, you do want to still keep your face and neck and shoulders relaxed. You do not want to get to a point where you're absolutely straining too hard. Okay? If so, just back off and run easier or walk if you need to. We want to run a total of two to three miles of total up and down. That's the extension. So last week, on week four, we did um, one mile up and one mile down. This week, you have one to one and a half miles of up and one to one and a half miles of total down. Okay? We're running up these harder. Be sure to keep everything relaxed, as I stated. And please post your experience of doing this session for the second time on the Facebook page so we can compare notes. Speed economy this week. Six times 100-meter builds with an easy 300-meter jog. This is the same speed economy session we did in week five, except that we're extending the number of reps from four to six. Again, a build is just another way to run a stride, but the focus for this kind of stride is getting faster throughout the whole 100-meter distance. So you start off easy and you quickly begin to ratchet up the speed as you progress through the stride. You're building and building and building and building until you get into about 90% of full or an all-out effort. Again, as I've stated over and over again, with anything that's hard and fast is you want to keep your face, your neck, and your shoulders relaxed. Now take a full 300-meter easy jog. This is a fantastic session to do on a track, but you can easily do it on the roads. And if you're stuck on a treadmill, again, as I said in week five, please skip the speed economy session this week and just do some strides. Okay. The long run this week, everyone is up to 10 miles. This is a huge threshold. Congratulations on getting into the double digits. It's a huge accomplishment. It's my view that if you can run 10 miles, you are in a very elite club. 
When I was a youngster, my father used to say that he always wished that he could, he would always know that he was in good shape if he could run a 10-miler at any point in time. Unfortunately, my dad has now turned into a roly-poly rotund gentleman who is not near healthy in his 75th year. But he and I joke about how he's still standard, his still standard of what someone is if they're fit is if they can run 10 miles, even if though he has no chance of doing so whatsoever. I'm just so proud of anybody at this point in time if you've gotten to the 10, 10 miles. Okay, so the fundamental topic this week, weekly mileage. So what I want to talk about this week is just how important it is to find a sweet spot with your weekly mileage. Weekly mileage is not about getting to some point that you have a hard time holding or getting to a point that's just super easy for you to do. Finding a sweet spot with your weekly mileage means finding the right amount of volume on a weekly basis that you can sustain over an extended period of time. As you get fitter and fitter, as you move on to other training programs, if you move up to a half marathon or a marathon training program, it could be that your weekly volume will go up higher. But always it should be done in a very consistent and gradual manner, typically only adding about five miles per week at most at any point in time. Weekly mileage is not the most important consideration in any training program. It's just one of a number of other data points. But the most important part of weekly mileage is that it be something that you can handle and sustain over an extended period of time. Never should you be in a situation where you're trying to ratchet up your weekly mileage at the same time that you're trying to do new and challenging, extremely difficult workouts. Only in this base camp, only in this base camp and in a base phase of training should you be in a situation where you might be doing a little further in your long run and a little further in your quality workout. And the reason why it's okay at this point in time is because I planned out this schedule over the long haul. And I have already dialed in the appropriate kind of adjustments to make sure that you can handle your weekly mileage in a sustainable and manageable way. Weekly mileage can be, over the long haul, a huge benefit to your long-term aerobic development. But it's always better to hold your weekly mileage in a place that's comfortable and sustainable for an extended period of time. The challenges in your training program over the coming months and years should always be about what the quality workout looks like or what the long run workout looks like rather than what your weekly mileage is. The last thing you want to do is start getting into an arms race with your weekly mileage. This is where many runners get into big into a big problem. They start tracking themselves on Strava, comparing themselves to other people, and utilizing metrics that have nothing to do with the long-term aerobic development benefits that come from just running a sustainable, sweet spot number of miles per week. I cannot emphasize enough how crucial and critical it is to keep your running mileage, your weekly mileage, in a sweet spot. Remember, seven weeks, seven days in a week is a rather arbitrary number that was set up hundreds of years ago designed mostly to allow us to put order in a place of chaos in our world. Please don't allow the amount of order that you create to become a straitjacket for you. Don't get into the situation where you have to hit the same amount of mileage each and every week or else you feel like you haven't accomplished anything. 
Your weekly mileage is just one of many metrics, one of many data points in your long-term development as a runner. It is absolutely essential that you keep a flexible and relaxed attitude when it comes to weekly mileage and that you find a sweet spot that's sustainable and manageable for you. Once you've run in a mileage sweet spot for an extended period of time, typically 10 or 12 weeks, then it's suggested that you can bump your weekly mileage up 5 or 10 weeks, 10 miles in a week. I always suggest that weekly mileage get bumped up after a season is completed rather than continuing to raise your weekly mileage um, as you progress in a training program. I like to tell people it's extremely, extremely dangerous to add mileage and get faster at the same time. The reason we're able to do it in this base camp program is because I've planned and organized a program that's pretty consistent and and sustainable. All right, that's the fundamental topic for this week. Godspeed.